Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Matthias has carried us really, uh, uh, you know, the last three games. He's been tremendous. Some of the best... The best, one of the best three-game stretches he's had, shooting percentages and making plays for us um, in key spots. Cornell, he he's always makes that shot when you need it. He made the two shots at Ohio State at the end of the game, and then he made the real key shot against Cornell to get the lead back, and then a one to put the game away. He makes those shots. But, you know, it's not just, we just didn't really have a good rhythm against that zone. And, uh, you know, that, that's going to happen sometimes. But the other guys picked up. I thought Jalen did a good job, made a couple mistakes, but he made some really good passes in the, in the middle. He rebounded it and hustled back and made a really good block. So I thought it was a good game for him. But he got a couple looks, knocked some down. That's always a good thing. Militia podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. All right, what's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, as always, please share it and hit that subscribe button. I'm feeling a little festive today. I got a very dirty look from Joe, but that's okay. I can put up with it. I didn't run it past Bye, Joe. <laughs> I didn't run the new open pass, Joe. That's okay. He'll get over it. Um, all right. Syracuse cruises past Northeastern 72-49. to 49, And the old dogs from Georgetown, they're coming back to the Dome again Saturday, December 8th at 3.30. That, I'm looking very forward to that game. So um, we will get into all that great stuff. But first, now, you watch sports, obviously. Uh, if you are watching sports, the only way to make it better is to uh, throw some money down on it, you know, have some skin in the game. I mean, you've heard me talking about my bookie for quite a while now, and whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting over there at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing numbers on roulette, then you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 bucks. There's a ton to bet on. All the sports, college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, custom props, uh, even eSports. It goes beyond sports. I mean, you can bet on you can bet on politics. You can bet on what what Hollywood stars gonna what gender their baby's gonna be. I mean, it's ridiculous. Everything's in there. And, <laughs> um, so, uh, my bookie is one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I re- I recommend these guys because I trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a fifty percent deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure you follow them at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM. Not to mention. They've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football 
football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Log on to MyBookie right now and use the promo code QS25 and get that 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code QS25. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. All right. It is the holiday season, and, uh, you know, there is one thing I do recommend this holiday season, and that is Dr. Donald Staffo's book, Syracuse Basketball and Jim Beheim. Look, I don't do this because he's paying me. I don't get kickback from the book. I think it's a good book, and I think it would make a great Christmas present for another Orange fan in your life. Get one for you. Get one for them. Email him at dstaffo64 at gmail.com. And so I'm getting one for me. Yeah, get one for Joe. No, I'm so, saying I'm getting one for myself. It's oh, a Christmas okay. Present. Well, yeah, you know, whatever. Get one for <laughs> Joe anyway. I have two <laughs> or three. Uh, uh, but email him dstaffo64 at gmail.com. He'll custom uh, sign it for you. And I mean, this is a meticulous book. It took him about ten years to to write. So, um, you know, are you busy, Joe? Am I bugging you right now? Is the show interrupting no. your uh, TV time? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Sorry. Are you sure? Okay. Just, no, I mean, just, Duke's uh, Duke's getting all they can handle right now from Hartford, so that's kind of fun to watch. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that is good, that is good to know. Um, all right, so um, besides that, there's really no other updates. Um, I mean, did you see any, have you seen anything? There's nothing. It's very no. dull out there. It's very. It's been very dull the past couple of days. Ever since the bowl news. But um, look, so the one-minute recap is brought to us by J.P. Mulligans. Uh, You know the deal. Every every Monday through Friday, happy hour 4 to 6, trivia Tuesdays, every NFL game every Sunday. And, of course, they play every Syracuse game there. Go there, grab some grub, grab some cold ones, hang out with Q's fans. Wings. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, if Nick's there, tell him to grab you some swag behind the bar, and uh, he'll hook it up. So go there. Good times. Now, <clears throat> all right, as we've discussed, on to the, on with the show. Uh, the Orange improved to six and two on the year, uh, spanking Northeastern seventy-two to forty-nine. I th- they started strong for once. They got out to an early lead. It was promising right from the get-go. They did uh, Northeastern did close the the gap a little bit, but. Um, you know, we all know what happened in the end. Chugu must listen, Joe, uh, because he looked alive <laughs> at times, totaling eight points, two dunks, folks. Two, yep. not one, two. two. Seven wow. rebounds, uh, a steal, three blocks. Chugu's play, I, in my opinion, should not be worse than this. It's the minimal I expect him to do, or the minimum, I should say, I expect him to do. And I'm not trying to be hard on him. But he, this is where he should be at. This should be a mediocre game for him. Uh, so keep it up. Keep it consistent. And then I'll be impressed. It was O'Shea Brissett, uh, though, getting himself another double-double. That's his second in the season, leading Hughes with 21 points and 14 rebounds. He shot 46.6% overall. Hughes would not be kept down. He bounced back following up Brissett with 17. He shot 6 for 11 from the field and 3 for 8 from distance. Uh, the nice thing about having a guy like Hughes is that he can be there on the off chance to Tyus or O'Shea have a bad game, and it was Tyus last night hitting uh, one bucket for two points, uh, and Howard matched him. So uh, Hughes definitely adds that spark, and um, it's nice to see. Uh, Freshman Robert Braswell got his first points of the year, a three, and he finished with finding Buddy Beheim got a career-high 11 points. He was three for seven from three, and Syracuse finished with 20 assists. 20 assists on 26 um, hits from the floor. So excellent there. 
And I mean, I don't even know if you could ask for more than that. And they killed <laughs> it on the boards, 43-29. So, Joe, here's my takeaway. I guess if you juxtapose this team to last year, uh, when you have juxtaposed, s- juxtaposed, compare. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that second word was way easier, wasn't it? <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. You you compare. <laughs> You compare this to last year when we had, you know, a star player or something in the game that was off. There wasn't always another player to lift them up. I think Dolzai did it a couple times, but mostly towards the end of the year. Um, In my opinion, that's what Hughes brings to this team. And we've talked about it, but I'm going to continue to talk about it because he keeps doing it. Now, imagine if we could get to the point where all of these guys are firing on all cylinders and everybody's on fire. I mean, how difficult would that be if you get Howard back? I don't think Howard's 100%. You get Howard back to his normal his normal self, and everything is is clicking. That'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're a lot deeper. We talked about it. So there's going to be games like this, and just to, I mean, we won by 23, right? And uh, yeah, Frank Howard and Tyus Battle had four points combined. So yeah, um, a lot of it, like again, it's going to come down. To, we've always it's always been our defense. You know, a lot of the stats that come down from this game come down from the fact of. The defenses that were played, uh, Northeastern started with a 2-3 and went to a 3-2. So a lot of times you have to pass your way around. You can't go, you know, one-on-one against the zone. So you got to pass the ball around, and that just a lot of times creates more assists. So I'm not really going to look at that assist number and and think that that's going to stay consistent and steady. But um, looking at the other numbers, free throws are still a problem. uh, But we did dominate on the boards, which we should against a team like them. but yeah, just it was it was a good game. I know Bay Beheim he talked about his press conference that he wasn't you know that we didn't play that good in the second half and there was a couple of things he didn't really like. But to win by twenty three and see some of the stats there with your key players like Battle and Howard, um, you know it's only a matter of time, man. You know. Yeah, he was a little. He was a. He maybe just a touch hard on him. I mean. No, but that, I think he uses it as yeah, um, sure, sure. You know, like a reverse psychology yeah, motivation type totally. factor. You know, he doesn't want them to get on their high horse because they got on their high horse after Ohio state. And then they almost, you know, you know, they came real close against Cornell. So you don't need to have that little emotional transition to where you get all, you know, a big head going into a team like Georgetown um, on Saturday that can beat you if you do that. So I think that's more, you know, the mental warfare, keeping them motivated, you know? Yeah. Uh, Northeastern came into the game. They were shooting. We mentioned this, how kind of dangerous they were. Uh, yeah. They were hitting buckets, man. 48.3% from the field and 41% from three. Syracuse held them to 34% even in field goals and 21.4% from three. They were chucking them up. They just weren't going in. And like, yeah. Coach, and like Coach said, in the second half, it wasn't so much that the defense was great. It was that they just weren't hitting shots. And they were... Maybe they were throwing them up quick. Who knows? They were frustrated. They were trying to play catch up the whole time, and they just yeah. weren't falling. And sometimes that's your your you know that's the best thing that can happen. Yeah, well, that's a lot of the times what happens um, when you're a team, a mid major team like this comes into the dome. You got to be able to hit your threes. Uh, the teams that have relatively beat beat us when they shouldn't have at the dome or a non conference game, it, they're hitting threes, and uh, that's what they needed to do. They came in in the early and they hit a couple. You know, there's a couple deep ones they hit, um, but they had nothing inside. And as Syracuse's zone just kept creeping out farther and farther, 
and making those three-point shots becoming more difficult and more farther away from the basket. Um, eventually, they started going cold. And then we, you know, got a lead and I think kind of took away their confidence. And, you know, that's kind of what happens in games like, you know, this is these type of games. They either hit the threes and they're in the game or they don't hit the threes and it happens like this. So what was your uh, what was your take on Howard and how kind of flat he's been? Um, First, let me give you these numbers and then you can comment. Uh, Orange Mm -hmm. Fizz, they did some some digging and and they they've came out with some stats here. Uh, I retweeted it, and you can check it out on Twitter, at Cuse Militia. Um, Syracuse without Frank Howard this year. They were 2-2. Two and two. We talked about that. Um, and the field goals percentage was 38.6, and three-point percentage was 20.4. With Frank back after those first four games, they're 4-0. And in those last four games, 46.3% field goals, and three points have been falling at 37%. So, yeah. Um, a definite improvement with him yep. in there. Now, if he mm-hmm. could start scoring and doing the little things that he did last year, I mean, he was a good scorer last year. Right. I mean, he no, he, he he was he was. I think the the one difference. Okay, so the difference between Howard and Jalen Carey, for instance, I think is just a fact of experience and that Howard's used to running the offense. Uh, at times, Jalen Carey, it looked like he was struggling to kind of get it going. Um, is he a good player? No doubt. But I think it just comes down to experience. And again, one thing like you talked about, you know, having Elijah Hughes and being able to have that fourth score possibly um, that we didn't have last year. Last year, we didn't have Bayheim didn't have the depth like we talked about last year to, you know, kind of shorten the leash on Frank Howard. And, hey, you can't do this stuff, you know, and um, Frank Howard uh, was missing some shots. And I think he was playing a little frustrated, trying to make a little bit too much happen, overcompensate for not being able to score. And you saw that after that bad turnover, he yanked him real quick in the second half. And Jalen Carey came in and Jalen Carey is an athletic, hungry, hungry guy. I mean, yeah, did you see that block? He came out of nowhere for that block. It was almost Hakeem Warish-ish. Right, I, and the whole thing is, is it might come down to the fact that what you talked about, maybe Frank Howard, um, he could be 100%, but he, I mean, you can get good to go, you could be 100%, but then you still got to work into, you know, game form, game shape, and get the rust off, so uh, I think he's driving. still, I think he's still just in the yeah. middle of that, but, but you have Jalen Carey, who, I mean, you look at some of his stats, like you said, I mean, hustle stats, I mean, he had a steal, um, I mean, Frank five Howard rebounds. had four, obviously, but he had the block. He had five defensive rebounds, which means mm-hmm. he's going down and he's helping the forwards and the guys like that who got bodies on other people. Um, and Frank Howard had none. So uh, you just see a, a younger, bouncier kind of guy right now that is trying to do everything he can for the to just fight for minutes. And uh, Frank Howard, he's just trying to trying to get the rust off. So eventually, it'll all work out. It's every year, it's different with every team, depending on the turnover. Uh, you have three guys, four guys that, you know, we're used to basically playing all the minutes and now we have depth and that's a good thing. But now we have to figure out the minutes, figure out the roles, figure out how it all gets put together. Uh, and I think that got a little delayed because of the injuries. But now we're starting to see what it could be, you know, well, and if it turns out Frank Howard, 22 minutes, Jalen Carey, 17, then that's what it is, you know, but it's definitely a better effort than what it's been before Frank Howard was back. So, yeah, absolutely. It's just more it's it's more cohesive now. Everybody's kind of 
you know, they know their roles. And they're starting to find their way, man. Yeah, they know what the yeah. roles. They saw what they did last year. They have a goal. Battle didn't come back for nothing. Brissett probably going to go after this year. So and they know yeah. they know the kind of talent they have on their team. It's just putting it together, man. Uh, Dolarzai, he did grab. Um, he grabbed five defensive rebounds. Yeah. Um, he did a thing in there. He what he played? He played a good chunk of minutes at center too. Eighteen so minutes. That it, well overall, but overall, I don't know if it was right. all center. But either way, no, you know that he's going to go out there and he's going to. But he did. Know. He did some scrapping though. He did his thing and. Oh you know, yeah. The points aren't always. Uh, the points aren't always what we're all looking for because um, the, the little things that Carey did last night and even Dolzai, those lead to points. My, yes, that was they my, create points. Right. That was my frustration with. Chukwu, he was not doing anything. He wasn't even he he wasn't creating anything. He was he wasn't he was just a body out there. He was just a right. number. If you're not scoring, you gotta you, you gotta, gotta help somewhere you else. Gotta do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, last night, I hope he keeps it up. But you know, like I said, that I think that's the least we can ask from Chukwu is, um, you know, eight points. Okay. Uh, he, he, he seemed like he stayed out of foul trouble, but he did have four. Two blocks, a steal. That's great. Seven, yeah, seven, seven rebounds. rebounds. So, that you know, I'm fine Two with that. Two for four from the free throw line? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that can improve. With the whole the whole, the whole whole team needs to improve on that. 64%. Yeah, Jalen Carey 0 for three. He needs to. Yeah, well, I was, that's a good that's a good one because I was going to mention that. And maybe he's got to stay after and, and get form down. I don't know, who knows? But he'll get it. They were all back rimmed, man. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, they he's were all dead on now. back rim, dead on back rim. Just yeah. take a little bit off. He was probably a little lamped up. Yeah, and, you know, it's he's not – he's. Hasn't been on the line a ton in, in that type of atmosphere. You got twenty thousand people watching you either. So, um, yeah. Syracuse is seven and zero all time against Northeastern. Tuesday night's game was um, their last matchup. Yeah, it was their last matchup since 07. and it's the fifth time in a row they won by at least twenty. So, uh, yeah. any final thoughts on the game, Joe? Northeastern. <laughs> No, I just hope that it kind of helps Northeastern with their – I mean, we talked about it. They were missing three players um, that started pretty much every game last year, and one of them is the, defensive, uh, the conference defensive player of the year, and the other guy that broke his, uh, his wrist, which I didn't know he's the conference player of the year last year. So uh, they were – they were shorthanded last night, and hopefully um, yeah, it showed. that game, you know, can yeah, hopefully they'll help us out and they can, you know, kind of dominate their conference like they did last year and make it not, you make it look like a better win than what it, what it would have really looked like with the players they had. So, yep. All right. Cool. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. I, you know where to go at Cuse Militia on Facebook and Twitter. And after every game, I propose the question and ask for your thoughts on the game. Hit us up there and the top 10 make it to the show. But um, first, uh, I just noticed this, and it was eight hours ago. I, j- I had kind of a long day at work myself. I know, Joe, you did. But um, <laughs> the Dodd Trophy, it's time to start looking forward to this. And what they're doing is their official their official um, Twitter account is asking Syracuse fans to retweet uh, and cast your vote. That's how you're ca- casting the fans' vote for Dino Babers in the Dodd Trophy Coach of the Year. So – 
I tweeted it at Q's Militia. Uh, I retweeted it. Go there, retweet it, and that'll count uh, your vote towards that. So go check that out. Um, uh, let's see. What do we want to do here? What do you want to give some stuff away? Let's do that. All right. So here's one. Here's one. Oh, and, and um, I got the last three reviews, iTunes reviews. One person contacted me, Matt Hodgson. Uh, he can still email me. I read his if he's listening at Cuse Militia. And Brienne, I read hers. She didn't email me at Cuse Militia. Email me your address. I'll get that stuff out. Um, so here's one. And I don't know what this handle is. Uh, Gordy? Gordy? G-Y-U-O-R-D-I-E. Who cares, right? He knows who I'm, he knows I'm talking to him. He says, me love it. Okay. It's perfect English, in my opinion, on, on <laughs> iTunes. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Go to uh, So he's five stars. He said, here's the deal. So he's making a deal. He says, here's the deal. I give you five stars. I reviewed the podcast. You don't stop making them. You know what? Gordy, Gordy, die, whatever your name is, dude. Deal. Deal. It's a deal. So, <laughs> so, uh. Um, yeah, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and a written review if I read it on the air. We will uh, go ahead and, and you can email us at qsmilitia at gmail.com and give us your address and we'll get that stuff out. So thanks. We appreciate it. That really helps us out. I know it's a pain hearing about it all the time and I don't try to be self-aggrandizing or anything. but uh, <laughs> That was a good one, Jordy. Email, yeah. get your swag bag. Yeah, there you go. Jordy, there you go. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, Pre- no problem. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right, so... On to fan feedback. Here we go. Um, let's see. All right. Hey, at our buddy Captain Patrick, uh, at Oil Qs. That was a good warm up for G Town. Loved seeing Buddy score. Yeah. Um, good to get the confidence yeah. back after Cornell and Buddy finding his stroke a little bit. So yeah. hopefully that trend continues, right, Joe? Yes, sir. Um, at Soup Can Eleven. Love this guy here. Uh. Good to see Coach figuring out the rotation. I think Georgetown should prepare for a beatdown. Now Ooh, I like it. I like it, and it's time to just hate on Georgetown. You know why? Because yeah. it's that time of year where we play Georgetown. That's why. Uh, pretty simple. Um, and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, at the laugh lap, he sends a gif, says, um, tastes like victory, which, yes, it did. It did taste like victory. Very good. At Geo Heater. <laughs> at Geo Heater, where are you at? Uh, great bounce back. Pascal made me eat my words. LOL. Everyone, and I do mean everyone, contributed. Great team win on the, on to Saturday. It's 9.21 p.m. in Georgetown. Still sucks. Go on. <laughs> yes. Hey, <laughs> now, it's, okay to, it's okay to eat crow, Gio. We've had to do it before. Yeah, he the did too, The difference is being man enough to admit it. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not eating crow on the Chuku thing. I kind of disagree. I, I, Whoa. I, I love Whoa. how humble he is. Whoa. What? You kind of banged on him, dude. I did, and I love Pascal. You banged on him more than look, I have. Look, you know what? I've I, noticed that I left it alone because I've. He's. I mean, because you felt what? 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 Uh, you felt bad because I was too hard on him. I was too hard no, on the Beaver. No, because I've just he. He is what he is. I know. We've he, seen it. We've seen it for two years. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. But here's the thing, you know, I like Pascal. I I I have just been rooting for him so hard, and he keeps he keeps. You know, cutting me short, man. So, hey, dude, I'm sure it's nothing personal. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he obviously listens, Joe. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because he dunked twice. Because he, he dunked finally, twice. Finally. Finally wanted to make you happy. A little, yeah. Two years. A little tough love, and he listened. So a little or two years of it. Oh come on, we weren't that hard on him last year. I mean, I wasn't. No, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on with you and Pascal. Oh, get but. out of here! I'm not that hard on him. I just want him to be consistent. I don't think that's too much to ask for. Um, at Stevie's wonder. This was badly needed. We absolutely need to start showing consistency. Thank you. And we, yep. didn't, and we didn't play down to our competition here. Yeah, that's no. right. Uh, we did not play down to our competition. And, um, you know, like Joe said, they had some guys out, yada, yada, yada. But, you know what? Who cares? I don't, don't yada, I don't, yada, yada. I don't, I don't oh, care. Oh, now, oh, now a win's a win, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, they won by 23. It wasn't like facing Cornell. I think this team was better than Cornell. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, they didn't play better for this game. I'm telling you, think... one, wait till they get their guys back. Yeah, that's what, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why It's I not the last that. we've heard of the Northeastern Huskies. Yeah, and um, uh, Roberta, she says, could not get the game in. Well, Roberta, maybe that's why hardly anyone left fan feedback. Because it was beat <laughs> last night. I was so disappointed. Um, TD says, oh, at JD's dad three, uh, win big with battle, not the high score, is a good thing. Buddy getting some time. Yeah, and Coach mentioned it. I think we retweeted something, or you retweeted something, from Nico Tamarian. Yeah. Uh, where he pointed that out as well, that Frank and Tyus were both pretty flat, and we still beat them by 23, and it's still early, folks. So, yeah, yeah, you know. Well, and going and piggybacking on that last comment, too. Um, Which one? The, real, the consistency one. Really, as long as we keep defensive consistency, then we're going to be in every game. It's just who's going to score. And right. if we get to the point where – you know, a bunch of them are kind of hitting on the same night, then I just I feel bad for the other team. Yeah, absolutely. I do think – I do agree with you, Joe, that defense defense is our game. and That's the most important. Yeah, it proved it last yeah, year in the tournament. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So um, defense is our game, and if, if we can play defense we can and we can keep the score low and we can force them down to, you know, taking some shots late in the, in, in the clock and, you know – it's frustrating. Yeah. It's got to be frustrating. It's a long team. They have the length to do it. They just got. Yeah. Well, gotta... dude, defense is effort. I mean, real realistically, defense is effort, and that's more of a controlled thing, you know. So it's easier to rely on defense to keep you in a game than sure. offense. So, sure. yeah. I mean, it's just statistically is, yeah. and that's what the zone does. So we got to get there, and that's the consistency that we need to at least stay in these games. And the offense will come. We got too much talent. All right. Sorry, Joe. I wasn't trying to shut you up. I just thought you were freaking perfect. done already. Um, no, it was so, perfect. <laughs> a former Big East rival, uh, Georgetown, head to the Dome on Saturday at 3.30. Uh, I believe this one's going to be on ESPN. The former legend and Hoya hater, former Hoya hater, I should say, uh, 50% of the Louie and Bowie show, uh, Louis Orr returns to the Dome as a Hoya. And, you know, it's a little disappointing and it's a little sad, but the man's got to work. So, um, <laughs> seriously, guys, trying to be a coach, man. Come on. I know, but come on, the Hoyas. Come on. Jeez. Why didn't Bayheim hire him? I, that's a good freaking question. I don't know. Didn't they just retire his jersey like not that long ago? 
Yeah. He should have got in then for an interview for crying out loud. What the hell? Uh, when they spelt <laughs> Roosevelt Bowie's name wrong on his freaking jersey. That's the history yep. of that. Um, all right, these fools are 7-1. and one. They've only played away from home once this year. Their single loss was to Loyola Marymount, 80 to 88 to 80, and that was they were at home. They're shooting 47.3% field goals and 36% um, from behind the arc. They got they got a couple of shooters that are that are well into averaging double digits a game, and two that are on the cusp of getting into du- double digit averages per game. So Joe, I'm looking at these. I'm looking at their their schedule this year so far. A lot yeah. of high scoring games, including their opponents. So right. you know. I mean, Richmond, the Richmond Spiders, uh, scored 82 on them, and they only they they won 90 to 82. You yeah. Know? Liberty U, they won. They beat them by 10, 88 to 78. So, is their offense really good? Is their defense really bad? Well, what's going on? Uh, it's a little bit of both. They play really, really fast. Um, I think a lot of their record just has to do with who they played last year. If you remember when we played them, uh, they were undefeated, or they were around the same record no, and they were undefeated i believe you know that game went in overtime yeah we ended up winning by 13 in overtime but they ended up the season 15 and 15 so a lot of that just tells me that they just had an easy nine conference and that kind of looks like it to be the case i mean they did win a game what at illinois which i mean that's a, a, yeah, a solid game that's your signature win illinois uh, i mean there's south right. florida's on here Right, but based upon like I looked at Ken Palm, Ken Palm, we moved up, uh, or we stayed the same. I, don't, I keep forgetting every week, but we're 18th right now. Um, he's got us at like 31 uh, adjusted offense, and uh, I think top 10, nine or seven or something adjusted defense. But he's got Georgetown at 93, and um, they're just not a very experienced, complete team. Uh, it's Patrick Ewing's second year as a head coach, and. Uh, he um he actually got the best recruiting class last year since 2015. The problem is that he doesn't have a lot of talent um, from last year returning, so the expectations really aren't that high. Um, they did return uh, the senior Jesse Govan, six uh, ten center, who averages 19.5 points per game, seven and a half rebounds. He's been their leading scorer five out of the eight games they played. Um, and last year when they played, he scored 21 points and had eight rebounds. So. Uh, he was the leading scorer of that game, I believe. Um, but this team is filled with basically um, just young guys. Uh, Jamarco Pickett, uh, sophomore, six eight guard, um, averages six uh, points, five rebounds. Uh, he played in last year's game, did okay. Um, senior Trey Morning, Alonzo Morning's son, six nine forward. He averages nine points, six rebounds a game. And uh, Jagan Mosley last year. Uh, scored 20 points against us, but he uh, is actually kind of far on the depth chart, which kind of makes me a little weary because they have three freshmen that play them play more than him. And uh, their best freshman, he was a top 100 player, uh, James Jinko. He's six foot, averages 14 points, five uh, assists. And um, I don't know if you remember that that guy, Matt McClung. I sent you a a, a video. Yeah, you sent me a highlight or whatever it was. Yeah, 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 he's a six-two guard, uh, uh, and he's a freshman as well. He averages eight points a game, but he's uh, a pretty electric player. Um, he's all over the internet with his dunks and the fact that he pulls out some dunks that a six-two white guy probably shouldn't. But nonetheless, um, he's on the team as well, and uh, they have another freshman, Josh LeBlanc, 
a six seven forward who's averaging nine points and seven rebounds. So, I mean, that last you mentioned Liberty, they won by ten. I believe they had somewhere close to ten or eleven players that that played over ten minutes in that game. So it just seems to me like he just Patrick Ewing's still trying to figure it out too. He's trying to figure out his team and. Um, he subs a lot and they play fast, they play loose. So there's a lot of turnovers. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's basically what we're looking at. You know, we so, got that one guy, senior Jesse Govan. Other than that, it's kind of pretty much a crapshoot. So it's going to be interesting to see how these freshmen and some of these younger guys um, can play against this zone because it's a lot better than what it was when they played them last year. So how's Campbell? <laughs> because they scored 85 on them. I mean, I'm just curious, you know, um, because yeah. they give up a ton of points. And, right. you know, that's it, it's going to be whether or not we can capitalize on that. But, you know, they can play as fast as they want. I think if they – what do you think? What do you think? they it, Syracuse is going to be able to slow them down. There's no doubt about it. But – Oh, yeah, they're going to have to. Yeah. I mean, if they're gonna, if 15? they if they plan on playing fast, they're gonna be taking bad shots. And yeah. looking at some of their height, I mean, they got some big guys, but uh, I mean, overall, we should be pretty close in the rebound battle. Um, what are I they think averaging just, for turnovers a game? You have any idea? It's not fifteen, is it? Fifteen? No, well, I don't know. That's no. a lot of turnovers. No. If it, it is, is though. No, it um, well. My point is, is that if you're going to try to play fast against Syracuse in the Dome on Saturday at 3.30, I mean, you might get away with it for a little bit, but eventually that length's going to reach out and it's going to be, it, it could be a disaster for them. Right. You know I mean, I guess, I guess really it just comes down to how their freshman guards play. They rely a lot on their freshman guards, uh, James Ajinko and Matt McClung. They both, I mean, they both started against Liberty at the start of the past couple of games and, um, I mean, you're starting two freshman guards. It's uh, it's really a crapshoot. I mean, they're talented, absolutely, but this is the first time they're going to be playing against the zone like that, and they're six foot six two. So, right. I mean, they're going to be smallest guys on the court. Yeah. Like the like the whole game. So, yeah. Well, um, uh, what's his name, Matt? Um, what's his name there from from Cornell? What was his name? Oh. God. Come on. Come on. Matt Morgan. Gorman? Matt Morgan. Morgan. Matt Morgan six one. Said Gorman. Oh, did you? Matt Morgan yeah. six one. So, um, yeah. Well, all right. So I mean, I, I would I would guess that this line is going to be around eight or nine. I mean, it's probably going to be single digits, oh, but high that's seven, eight, nine. That's what we're going to do that? when the line comes out, Joe. You're going to tweet. You're going to tweet it. You're going to tweet your okay. pick out. Okay. Sounds good to me. Sounds so good to me. That yeah. way, there we got you got the line. You can tweet your pick out. And um, what is? Go ahead. The good thing, the good thing that I saw is, I mean, and I don't know what what you saw, but it doesn't seem like this team has overly got really like a crazy like sharpshooter or like some guy that no, you but, know their three point shooting doesn't no, look. Govan, Govan, whatever. I mean, he's the big right. guy in the middle, and he's just putting stuff back. It looks like, and that worries me. I'll tell you what, a a big center that knows what he's doing worries me more than, um. An Alonzo Mourning or a, a Jenko. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and that's last year, that's what he did. I mean, they kind of beat them up down low. I mean, that's did why I was Did I say Alonzo Mourning, by the way? 
Oh, uh, Alonzo Mourning is uh, his son plays for the team. Yeah, I know. So. I hope. I, I think I said Alonzo Mourning. I meant just oh, well, Mourning. Whatever. I mean, he's six nine and he rebounds up there. And, and I get the freshman, the six seven freshman, um, Josh LeBlanc. He he's a pretty good rebounder too. So we're definitely gonna have to get bodies on people. And um, last year they definitely they wore us up. They wore us down. Um, we got lucky because I believe their uh, we came power back forward, in that game too. Yeah, I mean, we came back in that game, and I believe their power forward Derrickson because they were killing us with the high low with their their he, power forward in, in yep. the center uh, Govan. I think Derrickson. I think he. Um, I want to say it's his name. He fouled out, and ever after that, it was a completely different ball game. So uh, they exposed us last year, and they're probably going to try to do the same thing. Um, so we got to kind of stop that, and I wouldn't be surprised if we actually do kind of make that effort and see some kind of make them hit a couple threes, you know? Yeah. I don't know what Lewis or remembers about the two, three zone that he can pass on to those guys, but you know, he played for Jim Beheim and he knows the deal. Yeah. So well, when four out of your top eight minute guys who play the top minutes are like three of them are freshmen and one of them is a sophomore. Um, it's tough. They haven't seen the zone. So yeah, it's tough. I mean, you're asking, those guys to go out there and figure it out, you know, and that's what it's going to be. So if we can just jump on them in the beginning, like you've mentioned, all these other teams have scored so many points on Georgetown. We just have to go out and we just have to just kind of just put the pedal to the metal. And if we can do that, we should be able to get a good lead, not allow them to kind of feel themselves out and kind of maybe put them in a quicksand situation where it's just, they don't really feel like they're ever going to be able to take themselves out, you know? Yeah. So, all right, well, that is all. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for going to iTunes and doing that. Um, we appreciate you guys for that. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the uh, the interactions on social media. Y'all know that the the email at Houston Militia uh, Gmail or yeah okay uh, hold on we'll edit that out. Uh, Militia at Gmail dot com is always open to you guys and we um, you know questions comments. Uh, suggestions, whatever you, yeah, whatever you got, it's always open. So, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, thank you, JP Mulligans. Thank you, Shopping Town Barbershop. And thank you, my bookie, Armchair All-Americans, you folks again. And uh, that's it. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Beat Georgetown. Oh, that sounds Thanks a little... for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast. It's a little... The it's Fan's a... Voice with Sean and Joe. It's a little light for uh, right after the beat Georgetown comes in, but tis the season. Stop shaking your head. Stop. <laughs> Jeez. It's Christmas time, man. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you 
where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.